We're back with another episode of the Calcio Nostro podcast. Before we go anywhere, we are now officially on Twitter. So for the two fans that want to follow us, what we tweet and what we retweet, it's at Calcio underscore Nostro. Again, it's at Calcio underscore Nostro. This is the first time we're doing it with Zoom. So if there's any audio difficulties, listener, parentheses S, I apologize. Um, We got Rocco, Mike, and Galano here. So I know we've been away for about, you know, we didn't do last week after the third B, but don't worry, we're going to cover everything from that week. I was hiding. Yeah, Agano was under a table <laughs> claiming nuclear Armageddon. It was insane, but we're back. We're going to go through that stuff. We're going to go through this past week of f- fixtures, and we're going to see what's looking ahead for this next weekend. But, you know, going right into it, what a derby match. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's safe. To, we're going to go to Mike and Galano to start, but, you know, I want to give quick synopsis. That game was absolutely insane. For me, made, made the title race wide open. You know, it was a bunch of narratives where Inter were dominating the game but couldn't put it away, and then Milan showed real resilience. But, you know, I got to go to where the spoils are currently. Mike, what would you think of the game? I hate how happy he is. Look at him. He's smiling from ear to ear. It makes me sick. <laughs> uh, shocked. I think is the first thing that comes to mind that the first half was really, really one-sided. And if not for Manyan, I think the game gets blown wide open. Then uh, he played amazing. Just, just amazing. Like he, he's been great all year, but like, I think that despite the fact that he gives up a goal in the first half, maybe his best half, like he, he stopped some good shots that half uh, he had that one that like took a redirection. I forget off of who at this point, but where he changed his like flight path like midway through, and it was just awesome. Uh, if you would ask me at halftime, I would have been like this game finishes three four nil. Inter's like walking us off the pitch, uh, and then God Giroud came on and Arsenal great back to back braces for him. He's playing. I mean, like this is like a super Giroud thing to do though. Is like have these like clutch performances like this and like little spurts. Um, and also looking that good doing it. it. What? Also being that handsome doing it. It's just mm. it, it, it's, it's such amazing. a good look. Very yeah. handsome. Very handsome. Um, I think that Kessie looks terrible again. <laughs> um, Milan's midfield was pretty strong. I think Tonali had a good game. Ben Acer, mm. always good. Um, more people are talking about Tonali than they are Ben Acer, but I think that they were both great. Uh, Pierre Kalulu, like unsung hero. I know that he like had the marking issue on the corner that led to the intergoal, but I thought for a makeshift center back and against the best team in Italy, he, he played pretty well. Um, and then you just love watching Teo go to ground 36 times to waste time. That was just... <laughs> The most satisfying thing in the world, knowing it was eating Gaetano up. Oh my at god! The end it, but was, big three points. Very happy with Padre Pioli and the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I was irate watching Theo. Uh, it must be nice, right? It must be nice to be on top. You know, after a nice derby a win this hand. year. You know. It's not real on top. Hey, only one of us here has a big derby win. Just say. Just say. Right? Inter hasn't been Milan this year. Hasn't been Juve. We're not going to... I'm, I'm not even going to touch that topic. Otherwise, I'm going to get really irate. Um, <laughs> but... 
Listen, I thought Milan did what they did all year. When you count them out, they just surprise you. You know, like I, I was like, this game's gonna end three nothing. I was just like Mike. I was like, but I, I, the same problems that we've been discussing here, or that I've been mentioning about Inter all year long, was they can't finish. They can't finish. I, I Zeko and Lautaro is it, to the point where like. Lautaro's turn. Lautaro could have gone one of two ways in his in his tra- trajectory, right? He could have become Aguero, like a goal scorer, like machine, or Firmino. And I think he's turning into more of the Firmino type, where he's a hustler on defense. You know, he's great as like a secondary type of guy who can't really, who doesn't. He's not going to get you goals. He's not going to get you goals. And I think that's a really big concern for Inter because we're God knows we're creating them. But we can't finish them. And I think it's super frustrating because for other than maybe 15 to 20 minutes of that game, Inter were like two tiers above Milan. And it was just like the first derby. More so this time than it was the first derby match. Where I'm so surprised that it ended up as as, as not a win for Inter. Because I don't think I've seen Inter dominate Milan more so in a calendar year than the year we beat Milan for nothing at the San Siro. like I and that that's saying something. And the fact that we've gotten one point to show from it is is could end up being the determining factors as to whether Inter holds the Scudetto at the end of the year. So I'll say this: that little action that Inter runs with Perisic crossing into Dumfries coming in on the right hand side, it was destroying the back line exactly. in the first, and then it kind of just stopped. Yep, yep. I the best player on the pitch for Inter. Was for me. I thought Dumfries played outstanding. I thought played Dumfries well. was yeah. was by far and away the most consistent, passionate player. Him and I thought Bros played pretty well, except for that turnover that led to the goal. I thought that was pretty poor. I thought, I thought Sanchez Skriniar, played pretty well for Milan. Yeah, exactly. Sanchez. First of all, people calling that a foul is it's not a foul. It's not a foul. He gets the ball. Giroud clearly gets the ball, and it's it's he's running into the ball. People want to say it was like, you know, he was over aggressive. Like, no, come on. Like that the league is like, let's let's play. Let's play here. Okay. And Giroud clearly wins that ball. It's not a foul. It was a clean goal. And it ended up ending up the way it did. So let's see into rebound. Um, I thought we're gonna get into the Napoli yeah. round, mm-hmm. but um it was very disappointing to see that game end up the way it did. Bigger disappointment for Inter or bigger uh, victory for Milan? Like, what's your take on that? Oh, much bigger victory for Milan. Much bigger victory for Milan. Because I think they came into that game where, like, if we don't win, it's over. It's over. They needed all three points to stay in the race. And they did. Yeah, and- but that's almost that's almost why I think it's a bigger loss for Inter. Because I just think that, like, this could have been like a, a put space between you and Milan type of deal because I think that like if if Inter would have won, how many points up would they have been? Like four or something with a game in hand? With a game in hand. Is that yeah. right? The and I think I would have I would agree with you if if it was just Milan that Inter were trying to run away from. But because mm-hmm. there was also Napoli, like yeah, we would have been four points clear of Milan, but on paper, and I may get a lot of you know crap for this, but Napoli's the better team. Napoli scares me more on paper than Milan does. But 
Milan, Milan have like an actual fire burning and they don't blow games like Napoli do. So I think it's a bigger win for Milan because they're in the Scudetto race um, more than it is a loss for for Inter. I think I agree with that. I think like at the end of the day, like will this win mean a lot in terms of the Scudetto? Probably not for me. I think Inter is still going to take it by a handful of points. Like, because also, like, with Inter, like, especially after the Napoli match, the hard part of their schedule is kind of done, um, which is important to keep in mind. I think definitely a bigger win, especially, like, coming out of that Spezia time where it really felt pretty crappy yeah. for a second. This was a much-needed win. And I think, like, it's a huge win, like, not just for the Scudetto, but thinking about the top four and, like, seeing how Juve is coming back. And Atalanta is not quite dead, but... They're there, so I think that those three points, especially with some of the other results, um, all that context makes it huge for Milan. Agreed. Absolutely agree. I, I think... Let's see how Inter rebounds in the, quote, easier part of the schedule because this this the past two weeks have been absolutely brutal. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, you since, the, since you go through the second half of the season, they've already played Lazio, Atalanta... Um, Milan, Napoli. I think the only teams left are Roma and Juve, which, you know, they're going to We all know out. Roma doesn't show up for the big matches, though, so that'll be a yeah. rollover. Yeah, Ro- uh, and Jose Roma is going to get the win. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to, to the J that I'm worried about. That's that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to pivot to Rocco. Rocco, as a Juve fan, you got to be happy with this because you're minimizing the points between Inter and the rest. And... You know, you guys got three points in the weekend too. So it was a direct three points on Inter. Like, how do you guys feel about it from as a Juve perspective? This is we're talking two weeks ago, right? Yeah, but on a match. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. get to the yeah. Atalanta match after. Uh, no, I mean, I think the last time we recorded, I was like, someone's gonna get knocked out of the top four because Juve's coming, <laughs> because I think that the Vlaovic move was huge, and I think that like. That was really good because it kept it keeps things tight, you know. Inter and and Milan drawing, um, it gives them something to all play for, which is mm-hmm. maybe harder for Juve because it's like if you know if Inter pulls away, maybe things are a little bit different. Um, but no, I think like overall, that's a result that I would have picked. Um, I think generally I'm like, give me draws in every game that Juve's <laughs> not playing, um, but. But I'll take the Milan win. So let me. I'll let say me. this: that Vlaovic goal, the like the first one that he oh, had yeah. against Verona, was so filthy. It was just such such a perfect statement goal to just be like, "I'm here and we're back." Like everything about that goal, like perfect ball in from DiBala. He just sticks his left foot out, and it's an unstoppable shot. Just beautiful. So yeah. Ro- no, I think good, good. No, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say. Ro- so were you upset? with the Inter loss as I was because, you know, Milan is one of those potential teams that could fall out of the top four. I feel like, I think when we discussed on the pod the week before, we were like, that might be the likeliest of them all to fall. Yeah, but like as my texts in our group have been saying, Juve's going to win this good <laughs> this year, so it doesn't really matter what the other teams do. Your witchcraft, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that's a good point, but... Um, I don't know. In my head, I think Inter's going to win, and I think Milan's going to finish second. So I think Juve's trying to get three or four. So okay, uh, yeah, yeah. To comment, I think 
even after last week, I think that top four of I don't know I don't know the order. The order right now is anyone's guess in terms of Inter, Milan, Napoli, and Juve. It's Milan, Inter. No, I'm saying in, at the end of the season. I'm yes. saying at the end of the I'm season. I'm saying like after last week, I Oof. think that is going to be the four. I think those are the top four teams in Italy. I think those are the ones that are going to go into Champions League. I've I've been out of Atalanta, and I think that's kind of I I, I can. The only thing I'm 100% certain about is that I'm not 100% certain about any of these teams. Like, that that's just what it is. Like, like winning it or staying in the top four? Both. Like, I mean, Inter, given the points that they currently have, are the most likely to stay in the top four. But, like, from a mental fragility standpoint, like, if this problem continues where they can't put, they can't put the ball in the back of the net, I'm concerned. Milan r- flying high. But if you asked Mike two weeks ago, like, Mike, he was going to throw himself off the top of our rooftop. So That's not high enough. Who go in the train tracks? Yeah, right exactly. Like, and and Rocco, like, yeah, Juve's flying high right now, but they still have the wind in their sails at a very successful transfer market. We'll get to the Atalanta game, because I don't think that was a very good sign for Juve fans. And and Napoli is Napoli, right? Yeah. So I mean they they there there's a reason why they're not the cha- they're not in the Champions League this year, is because they collapsed to Verona because Marco Faroni runs up the right hand side. So like you never know who's gonna who's gonna be I, I think it's going to be great for people that don't have a dog in the fight. But for those that do, like us. Yeah, I actually have a dog in the fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it's going to be a it's dog gonna, that none of you fucks it's gonna, have. It's going to be playing on the heartstrings. That's for sure. Well, going off of the Atalanta thing now, I think like if you ask, like in the beginning of the season, I think we were all like, Atalanta lock top four. But I think like, the injury troubles that they're having right now, especially with Duvan missing, like maybe the end of the season, it's not really clear yet. But now I'm like, well, they're gone. Like if I have to make the pick, they're gone out of the top four. I think. I've been saying this. I think that in compilation with the injuries, the injuries are definitely the major part of it. I think their old habits are are coming yeah. home to roost, where it's like they can't close out games. They always give. They always leave a door open. It's always on the defensive they side. Always lose to Cagliari, which yeah, I don't understand. Who, who in the game didn't have a registered forward on their roster? Like they played a, like a I think a near a false nine system, and they had two goals scored on them. Yeah. When you're when Cagliari's fighting for rele, fighting a relegation battle, and you're contending for you're contending for top four, there's that. And then the like started to go ahead really quick. But for the Juve game, how is Danilo that open on a corner? That makes no sense to me. Like See, you can you can pose it this way, you can pose it that way, but I look at I look at Atalanta and I'm like I'm seeing something from Atalanta that I haven't seen before where they're like defensively more solid. Right? Like now if they just get the attack to come with it, like Look at look at the people. What's you really name? think the defense is that more solidified? Oh, for sure. This defense I'll say this much. Like I don't want to like jump ahead because I don't want to break the sort of agenda that we have, but Demiral played so well against Vlaovic this weekend. He was so physical, and he had him marked so well. And it was clean. He definitely like in that game showed you the like <laughs> what they're missing by by letting him go. Saw pictures of it. Which, to be to be honest, last season I was like get rid of him, but he looked really good this weekend. You can't trust any defender that goes to play for Gasparini. I I, I think I'm more in your boat <laughs> than I am with like in terms of like perception of Demiral than I am than now like what he's doing now. I think he's more, yeah. I think he's closer to what he was at Juve than he was than what he is at Atalanta. Um, so yeah, let's, 
Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Monopoly. I feel like we haven't spent a lot of time talking about them and they're on form too. Like, yeah. You know, talking about going past and like looking at the, the match against Inter, they're, you know, four out of their last five are wins and then the draw. Like, that's, that's incredible form. Yeah. Yeah. You, no, you, it's your, I have to do something. I'm just saying, like, now they're getting their bodies back too. Yeah. Right? Like, they're getting OC men back. Um, I, I think that game at the weekend, both teams were predominantly healthy. Which you really can't say for Napoli. I mean, when did they when did they lose Osiman in November? Yeah, so they've gone like three months. Like Kuda, like tip your hat to Spalletti. He's done an incredible job keeping this team in the top four and contending for a scudetto with that many people out with that many people on the injured list. So, I my biggest concern with Napoli, as it always will be, is their mental fragility. So I I will wait to be proven otherwise in that in that realm. I think Osiman is one of those players that Napoli hasn't had since Cavani, which is like a, a guy who just will do anything in their power to win a game. And maybe he's enough to kind of get them over the hump. But we'll see. I, I think that draw in in Naples was a tough draw. That 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 felt like a loss for Napoli, in my opinion. I agree with that. I think like it's also that game against Verona was uh not comfortable. Like they won two new. I'm sorry, Verona and Etia was uh, was not comfortable. They kind of eked it out, and then I think going off of the mental issues that they have, like mental issues meaning like that they're a little bit frail sometimes towards the end of games. Like mm-hmm. that's what that intermatch was for me. The entire time I was like waiting and waiting and waiting for Napoli to really hit it. I think you see like Inter a little bit stronger mentally. They're the defending champs and like mm-hmm. they know how to play and get those points in gritty games like that. But you know, like if Napoli's gonna come over that hump finally, they've got to take that game from Inter because I really feel like they were the better side for most of the 90 minutes. Napoli won 2 0 and Petania scored on 90 plus 10 to put them up 2 0. <laughs> so it was it was not certain until the very end, you know. Are they still the best defensive team in Serie A by the numbers? Technically, yeah. I believe they are. I think they're like like three goals above Inter on that on that front. Uh, uh, they've allowed seventeen, yeah, and Inter have allowed twenty. Yeah, so I think that I mean that's holding true, and they get Koulibaly back, which you know is always a big plus. I think he was injured and then went to to Afcon, so you know getting their 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 talisman back there is going to be even more of a security blanket. So shout out to uh, Rahmani also. Who would have thought that he would be as part of like the best uh center back combo in Italy this year? I I think what they got him a year after Manolas. And I think everyone was like, oh, you know, he's gonna be a backup to Manolas. Now it's just like if you say the name Manolas in, in Naples, they're probably like spitting on the ground. When if you say Romani, he's like cherished, you know? Um, who would have thought someone that ended up not being Juric's fool's gold as a player? So good for him. Um, yeah, I, Mike, if if you were if you were a betting man, would you say which you are? Which you are? Uh, so being who you are, would you bet Napoli to finish <laughs> above to finish ahead of Milan in the standings this year? I'm not a good betting man. I'll so whatever Mike says here. Anyone who's listening should bet the opposite. Yeah. 
Uh, I think, what are there, 13 more rounds left at this point? For most teams, yeah. I think that Napoli is the better team on paper than Milan. I still believe that. I think that they'll go get points. The thing with Milan is that they'll play red hot, but they'll also go drop points in boneheaded ways, I think. Um, I think Napoli gets more points than us. Maybe we finish third, but it'll be a close one. I think that like end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if it's three points max separating the two teams. So is, is everyone here ruling out uh, Atalanta in the top four? Is that is that our biggest takeaway? I think for me, that's for, for me, I'm... I am. I think I honestly think like like Napoli is on fifty three points right now. Atalanta's on forty four. Juve's on forty six. Atalanta have a game in hand over Juve, but it's I guess it's between those two. I th- I think the top three will stay in the top four. Um, I think it's going to be hardest for Atalanta. I think Juve's got like new energy and obviously like massively upgraded at the January window. So I think it's going to be tough for them to hold on to fourth or to get fourth, I guess. What's your percentage of uh, Juve overtaking Atalanta, Rocco? Give me, give me a number here. I need to know. For fourth place? For fourth place. 99%. Wow. <laughs> They're taking it. They're, wow. taking it. They're going to win the Scudetto. They have to be. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, unless course. I don't understand how that could even work. Of course. Atalanta to be ahead and Juve be first. <laughs> um, no, but just like, I don't know, real quick on, on Juve. I know we like briefly mentioned the Verona yeah, I, game. I feel like we could talk but, about the Atalanta-Juve game and talk about Juve generally. Yeah. Well, first I'll go back because the debut for, for Vlavic yeah. and for uh, Zakaria, which I think is the right way to say it, really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the midfield played really balanced. And I've been saying this whole time that like I want to see Arthur Locatelli and like one of these energy guys. So it was validating more so for me than for the team. Yeah. See them play well. Um, and then like Max Allegri coming out of nowhere playing the trident of <laughs> Morata, Dybala, and Vlaovic. Like, what? Um, what did, it the, worked, what it worked did really Zeta well. call that? It was like... Uh, Vladimir or something? <laughs> something really terrible. It's really uh, bad. Divlamo, I think it was. Divlamo, I think it was Divlamo. <laughs> so bad. Um, no, but I think, like, especially in that game, and then more... And then, like, also in the... Um, in the Copa Italia game, I think that... Vlaovic and Ibala look like a good combination. Um, and then I guess coming up to the Atalanta game, uh, that was definitely more challenging. I think Juve played better for for large stretches of the game. I think like they played better for most of the first half. And then towards the end of the first half, I was like, Atalanta could score, could have scored like two goals, three goals because they played so well. Um, but then that goal by Molinowski was <laughs> absolutely insane. Like, and and it was so funny too because Matteo Bonetti was on the call and he's like, "This is not a dangerous position." <laughs> and he kept saying it, and then afterwards he's like, "I guess I forgot that Molinowski's playing." But that was insane. Um, That's goal of the year for me right now. That's that insane, oh, yeah. man. Me, and that's it's a shame goal. That- from behind yeah. where you can see the ball oh, just you see a dip die. it was wild oh that was uh, incredible it's it was rough that um 
you know, I guess technically De- uh, Delict is a little culpable there because he surrendered that foul. Because I thought he played a massive, well. massive game. I, I thought it was well. like one of his best games, mm-hmm. at least of this season. Like he was making stops everywhere. Um, so to be like the guy who concedes that free kick, it's hard to really blame him after that, you know, ridiculous uh, strike. But yeah. And then <laughs> I was saying this to Mike that I was going to say this. This is for Julio. Um, Juve coming back to get a 1-1 draw at the end when they probably didn't deserve it towards the end. It's old school Juve Bunta uh, coming back. God. God, I don't want to hear that. that. That's Julio's magical word. Yeah, I don't don't want to hear that. But (laughs) I saw this more in the Hellas game than in the Atalanta game where, like you guys said, with the Dybala and Vlavic tandem was really working because, Mm -hmm. like Rocco has said in the past, the Dybala dropping in and playing that space underneath Vlavic, it worked perfectly because, and you saw in the Atalanta game a little bit more, where it's like they're just doing direct balls to him. They're not really playing as much in the middle. Again, that might be different because of the personnel that they had in the Atalanta game versus the Verona game because they had McKinney, Rabiot, and Locatelli in the Atalanta game, which didn't match. I thought Locatelli looked horrible. Locatelli looked very looked, bad. Locatelli looked really bad. Looked, I, I was surprised it wasn't a mixture of Locatelli, Rabiot, or McKinney, or Zachariah. Was Zachariah, was, was Zachariah hurt? No, I think that Max was like, he played two games. He needs some rest or something. <laughs> so Meanwhile, like McKenny, he threw him on uh, yeah. like right after international break where he played, you know, three full games for America or something. Yeah, meanwhile, so, the guy can't do a throw in legally and they don't call him the, on it. The tried and true. He's the best thrower in, in the league. <laughs> he's like a quarterback. He chucks that ball. Yeah, but he chucks it from like the side of his head. Yeah, it's an illegal throw. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's such an illegal throw. throw. I mean, I get why he does it because he tries to get that if spin they don't, on it. If they don't but, call it, then it's it's yeah. legal. Yeah, the uh, he he went with the tried and true um, Rabiot, Locatelli, <laughs> Rabiot, and uh, and McKinney That's the best field. winger in Italy, right there, Rabiot. <laughs> no, but but I honestly think that Arthur is like he makes them play a lot better because he can cycle the ball better than the other guys can. And like then Locatelli doesn't have to, and that's really not where he's strong. And then if you, like, if you watch the Atalanta games, the number of times that Dybala is coming deep, like in Juve's defensive third yeah. to collect the ball and try to start attacks. It's like, this is something that's been bad about Juve all season is Dybala coming that far back because he needs to be near goal to either create goals mm-hmm. like he did for Vlavish in the other game or to like put shots on and like, like he's as good as, you know, coming in on his left and curling around the goalie as like most guys are doing that move. So like playing off love you would think you'd get chances for that to happen. Um, but Arthur allows him to stay up the field because it's, you know, he can distribute better than the other guys. Can, yeah. Especially. Yeah. The doesn't have to Rabiot. worry about like going all the way down to get the ball and then try to progress all the way forward. No, I get, I get what yeah, you're saying. Exactly. How do you, how do you like Morata's new role? Manzukic 2.0. Seriously, that's exactly. We discussed I, this too. I, I, I was about to say, I like him in that winger spot. No shot. But, dude, if he, he will always bust his ass. He He's not like tough like Manzukic. Yeah, Manzukic right? is tough as nails. Like, Manzukic is a tough dude. Although, I think I would tr- Morata's like, bigger, I would trust though. Manzukic playing as like a center back if I had to. Like, <laughs> Seriously. Honestly. Which you probably did for a You mean, Vla- like you mean Vlavic's like converted yeah. position by the beginning of next season? You mean Milenkovic. For Milenkovic? Um, 
No, but I think he he does that job pretty well. And like, it's better for him to not have to be doing anything with hold up play because I don't think that's a a strength of his. Um, he did have one missed chance uh, in the Atlanta game where he was like freed going down the left, cutting in towards goal, and mm-hmm. he just missed, kept yeah. the ball way too long. And he was like in the box by the time he like decided what he was going to do, and then he like did nothing. <laughs> it was just. Yeah. So, but I think generally it looks pretty good. So I have a question: Is do you think where Morata is currently playing is that a placeholder for Chiesa when he comes back? Is that what Chiesa's role is going to be when he comes back? I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, you see, like a lot of Juve fans on like Reddit and stuff being like, "We need to keep Morata now because he's doing this job so well." Mm. I. I don't think Juve is going to pay 35 million oh, wow. euros for him, knowing that Chiesa can do that exact job, you know? You still have to pay the rest uh, of Chiesa's loan, so. And, like, Locatelli. Yeah. And who, who knows how many other guys Juve has not started paying their, their transfer fee yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's a good point, though. I do think that, like, I can see Chiesa playing in that role. And, like, you know drifting out wide. Obviously that's where he's like naturally playing. Um, and like we were saying the other day, like how do the three of those guys fit together? And I think like you you can sort of see how based on like how Max has been playing them. Cause yeah, you, you could see how Chiesa would play that role maybe better than Morata's playing it, but just where he could fit onto the field. So, so sorry, last. So would you would you say that you were encouraged by that performance from Juve, or would you say like, or were there signs that concerned you? Which game, Atalanta? The Atalanta game, yeah. Uh, I think like there's like a big high for the for the two games before with you know Vlaovic yeah. coming in looking really good. It was kind of like come back down to earth situation. Um, yeah, I think that Juve's midfield was okay. I think that. I think like personnel choices were probably not great. Mm-hmm. And like, I was freaking out. Like, why does Max not make any changes? Like yep. it was, I think the 78th minute or something. And he has made no changes and then makes all these insane changes to the point that there are five strikers, you know, or like forward players on the field. Um, but yeah, I think they were a little wasteful in that game. And like, that could be, something that would be very worrying going forward, but they are creating chances, which is more mm-hmm. uh, than they were doing well, before. We all, we all know the one change that saved the game for Juve. It was, what's his name? We oh, said it when he came, yeah, yeah, we yeah, said yeah. It when he came on with the minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, with him with fresh legs, it's like, yeah, it, him running out of tire defense is just unfair. I, I don't know like how he got old. that. Good. He's like 33 or I, something, man, but he's like, he's been like this since he was at like Fiore. He was just like a dynamic right back or Listen, right winger that he I, just. I gotta down say the line. something. Sorry to bring this back to Inter, but Quadrado came on the field, and there's been rumors about like his contract expiring and Inter potentially going after him. And then they were like, "Nah, like there's there's too much beef. Like we we hate Quadrado so much." And then the Theo antics happened in the derby, and <laughs> we're like, 
Never mind. We hate Theo more than Fernando now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, cool. So I, yeah, I'm fine with that. You guys are going to be Juve light. You're going to be Juve 2.0 because you have Marotta, who's now your your uh, president. Then you then you're going to get DiBala and Quadrado. It's like you're literally just, on, just free not going on free transfer. On free transfer. You're literally copying the Juve model. Yeah, we're just more unstable. And you're going to apparently get Fratesi and Scamacca, Sassuolo players. Like you're literally becoming Juve. Just <laughs> instead of white, it's blue. You can't just pull players from Juve's B team like that. <laughs> is uh, what's his name? Dragusin available? <laughs> Dragusin. <laughs> he is. Well, he, he's on loan at Samp, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Sp- yeah, speaking of Samp, Mike, I think that was that was a, your your goalie was your best creative player on the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Manyan's a god. That's what that's what the <laughs> takeaway from tonight is. Um. <laughs> But uh, Luke, I mean, how many times this season have like people like watching games and also like commentators calling Milan games made the point that it's like Milan did not drop off in quality at goal from going from Donnarumma oh to Manjana. I think he's been, he, but people say it all the time, but I think there's truth to it. I think he's been like so crazy good. I saw a stat today that he's giving up 0.85 goals per 90 minutes. And that's the best in six seasons at, uh, for Milan. So technically speaking, yes. But I guess like you also have to discount that for a lot of that Milan had no defense. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be my counter um, to that. It was, it was basically just shooting practice for Donnarumma. So tough to hate on him for that. But I like again, like it's it's like I know I didn't love losing Gijo like that, but who would have thought that this would yeah. have happened? Like, Magnan has been the best goalie in Italy when he's playing. He missed a portion of the year, but I think when he's on the field this year, it's not close. Like he's he's just incredible. Um, I, I, he seems to have a touch for the miraculous too. Like that ball was crazy, and then Leao. I mean, that like he's so confident right now. It's he's insane. On fire. He's on fire. Um, so I have a I have a beef. With Milan supporters right now about oh, yeah. this about Manyan. So Mike, you have beef with Mike. I have beef with not no not Mike. I think Mike is sensible here. Um, Manyan is incredible, best goalie in Serie A this year. I, I don't think there, I don't think there's a comparison right now. I think he's he's absolutely incredible. I mean, all right, maybe Woj. No, Manyan is the best. Manyan is by far the best player, best goalie in Serie A. Right I almost now. threw a chair at you just now. <laughs> but there's one thing to acknowledge his greatness, and there's another to say see. It was such a good idea to let Donnarumma leave for free <laughs> because we had Manana's coming in, right? Like that justification makes no sense because that's not the comparison that should have been made. The comparison should be made is what could you have done with the 80 million that you oh. would have gotten from Donnarumma if you sold him to PSG rather than let him walk out the front door? So I agree with all the Milan supporters that Manana has been a blessing. Who could have thought like rising above what anybody expected of him? And yes, you don't miss Donnarumma in net, but you sure as hell miss the money that you could have had if you sold him. And that, that was my gripe in like one of the first episodes that we did about it is like we were talking about it and it's like, yeah, okay, like if he wants to go, he can go, but you need to figure out how to profit from it. Mm-hmm. And I think like that, you know, I, I, I think Kessie's playing below level, but it's that same sort of mindset that you're seeing from Milan fans. It's like, well, look like Tonali turned out to be great. So it's happening all again. And it's like, yeah, well, Milan knew Tonali, like what he was going to be, but you're also letting a player who could 
get you easily, I think, 50 million from a Premier League team or from Real Madrid. Like real places he's rumored to go somehow. Like because I he's not <laughs> yeah. not Real Madrid like Los Galacticos quality. But if he, like you know, whatever. That's neither here nor there. But it's that same mentality and like they're normalizing it too much at Milan. And it's just bad business. Like yeah, so what you're rebounding it, but you're you're losing a lot. Yeah, and the but thing Milan with, fans will never say it's wrong because of this ridiculous cult of Maldini. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. it's just like he's like, no, this guy can walk if he doesn't want this contract. Everyone's like, look at the balls on Maldini. He lets <laughs> these guys go, and it's like these are terrible takes. Like <sighs> you're, it's not. I don't know. I don't think. You know what's, a, you know what's a big so thing bad. I love about Milan Twitter and this Maldini cult too? I think that like. 75% of Milan fans legitimately believe that like Maldini's negotiating tactic is being like, come play for Milan. I did it. And then people are just like, oh shit, he's right. That's a good idea. I guarantee you that like 80% of these, you know, cult like Maldini followers think that his primary position was a center back. So that's, that's where I, that's what I believe. So <laughs> like, I remember when he first, you know, joined Masada as like head of the sports project. And I think if God forbid you were someone who was like, you know, I have some question marks given Maldini's lack of experience. Oh, hell hath no fury. Then, then <laughs> what Milan fans said to those, those poor people that had even a slight bit of concern. So yeah, I listen, I, I love Maldini as much as the next, I love as I love Maldini as much as someone who's not a Milan fan could. Right. But like, let's be honest, he's done some great things and he's had a couple of blunders. Let's call it what it is, you know? Yeah, I, I think that that's fair. Like, I it's it's not a it's not a complete victory to like look at the Manyan situation in that light. Um, and it is what it is. But I think let's shift to talk about. I want to talk about like Lazio. Well, yeah, Barcelona. yeah. I was I was thinking about going to Lazio because Lazio are fucking on fire. Like you're playing well. Two back to back three nothing wins. One is against Fiore, who's not a bad team, and the other one who they just played this past week. Oh, I can't think of it. It's like is it Bologna? No. Uh, um, yeah, no. It's escaping me right now. Oh my goodness. It, it was, was Bologna. Bologna. Yeah, Bologna three nil. Hey, see, I, you knew it. You had I'm, it. I'm just I'm so into. Gotta believe in yourself, Marco. I, I always believe in myself. <laughs> but they did lose midweek to Milan. In the Coppa, though, it still counts. Yeah, I think I think they're as more... you know, Kusari could not give less of a fuck about that match. No. Yeah, <laughs> unless they were in, like unless it's Europa League, there's nothing. Saudi cares less about than cup games. Yeah, but I, th I think, you know, I think it's still too early to tell if the players are grasping the system, but it definitely looks a lot cleaner than the beginning of the season. Well, yeah, of course. But like, what I'm but what I'm saying is, like, I don't think that they are the full, like, Saudi ball that everyone's prophesizing that's going to happen. I think that now... Will, will that ever happen again, do you think? Like, will I think, Saudi ball, I think, I think the way it, it could. existed on Napoli, exist somewhere else? I think it could. and I think, But I think it's going to be a little bit more fluid in terms of how it looks. That could be like a, a air apparent to what it was in Alpha. I think there's going to be some slight tweaks to it, but I think you'll get that because I remember watching it in the Fiora highlights that they had those, you know, those quick triangles of play and then going through on goal with the Immobile. Like I saw that there. So those fundamental mm -hmm. values are there. I think it's just, you know, it's going to look a little different because you don't have like a Mertens and Insigne and, a, and a Jorginho, right? Like 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be you different. Superman, Jorginho. Yeah, I think it's going to be. If, if, if I'm being honest, I think it's going to be a little more fast. It's going to be even faster than what it was at Napoli, just because I think the Jorginho factor of it, the fact that he's not playing with a player like that, he's playing with like a Luis Alberto or but, someone different to that regard. It's going, to, it's going to be like a quicker pace in the play, and then you're going to see. And this suits Immobile the most because. His game, scoring-wise, is predicated on speed. He's not. A, we've said this on the pod. He's not a back-to-goal guy. He's a run between the lines and get behind the center backs. I don't think there's Disagree. any... Disagree. Uh, his game is predicated on penalties. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's had, he had good finishes against Fiore, so I don't, I don't know if penalties is exactly what you want to say, but I, get, I, I understand. Yeah. I, the thing is, like, if you built a midfielder for, um, for, for Saudi, mm-hmm. I don't think any of those Lazio midfielders as great as they are would be in that, in that, like they don't have the attributes that he wants, right? Like Luis Alberto, maybe is the only one that could That's fit. And he's thinking. had the toughest time adapting right. to Saudi's system. So I, I think it's the one thing that it's encouraging is that his defense has been very strong. Like, Except for her side. Like going back, going from a three to a four is really hard. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's much harder to go from three to four than it is to go from four to three. Mm-hmm. So to see, to see them being better defensively, I believe statistically they've been better defensively this year than last year is something encouraging to see. And maybe they build as that is the foundation going forward as they get new wing. Zakani, ah, oh, great. I have a tweet and I wasn't too happy. I, I was worried about it. When they first signed Zakanya, I said, watch out. This might be the most underrated pickup of the entire summer transfer window. And I'm not going to lie. The first couple of months I was worried. I was like, that looks really stupid. I have a bone to pick <laughs> with you. He looks really bad. But between his performances and the beef with Zaniolo, it is, <laughs> it is paying dividends for me now. It is 100%. That Rome Derby, if they both start, is going to be great to watch. Well, they both play on the right side of their respective teams. They're on the opposite sides of the I don't field. Know. I, I, but I, I said this about Zakani, and you didn't believe me. I got the names mixed up, but I meant Zakani, and, <laughs> and you correct me saying it was Zakani. I said like the first or second episode of this pod that I think that's an underrated pick. I think that he's going to do really yeah, well. But for I tweeted lots about it, so there you go. I already take precedent. I, I it's take in precedent. writing from guys. It's in writing. Sorry. Well, this is on recording. Well, you so. said the wrong name, so. Then I changed it, and I still made the point. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with you about that. That's bullshit. I said that, too. And now this kid's trying to get all the fame Whatever. for it. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of like what's said is true right there. Um, Louis, like, I mean, he's figuring out how to unlock that midfield for the first time, and it's... And it was like kind of the same thing in the first few Lazio games, which was weird, is like when they sh- when they were clicking, it looks like they could beat anybody like for some reason like they'd look electric um they walked fiore off the pitch that was crazy to watch that um not the team in form going into that too but i guess fiore had just lost yeah. their big man too so that's tough um but yeah i mean this is a team that i think is interesting right now like where do, where does lazio finish i don't know like do they finish above roma for you I, you know, it's funny. I was actually going to have you being the betting person make a call on that. I think Lazio finishes ahead of Roma this year. Where do you have them finishing? Uh, sixth. That's what I was thinking. Uh, well, yeah, because I, I had Fiore. So I, I right had, now, my, I would have Juve Marco, first. Marco, didn't you have Fiore like 
In the Champions League spots? Yeah. No, 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 no. I said fifth the highest. I <laughs> yeah. said fifth the highest. Yeah. Marco also had Udine in the top 10. <laughs> yeah, no, that I'll take. I'll die I'll die on the hill. No, I took it. You are dying on it. You, yeah. You're not going yeah, to. You are. Dead, Fight me. Dude. You're dead, yeah. dude. They're Fight me. There's no Fight chance. Me. I don't care. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Lazio 6 is a good spot. What about you guys? I agree. Uh, honestly, I hope they finish ahead of Roma. Um, I, you know, I like that they try to play, you know, attractive soccer, and I don't like anything about how Mourinho <laughs> just is. So I do think Tammy is incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd rather see Lazio. But, and I do think Lazio will finish in sixth. But here's the, here's the thing. Lazio finishes sixth. Roma finishes seventh. Then there's a chance that Mourinho gets fired. That's bad for the league. My personal. Well, don't forget, don't forget, Fiore's in there too. Yeah, yeah. Fiore's three points off with a game in hand. So, like, yeah. they, they, I think Fiore is a bigger threat still, even without Vlaovic, than Roma is because Roma is going to implode again at some point. <laughs> like, you just feel it. They're doing yeah. it right now. You got, you what got, do you mean at some point, they're, they're, they're blowing up as we. Speak. You guys aren't Did seeing you, what Rocco's doing. You guys, you guys missed it all. He's trying to be slick. He wants Roma to perform badly. They get depreciated assets. And where's Agnolo going to go to complete that trident? He's going to you. Rocco is sprinkling that little Juve magic over. It's like, oh, they finished eighth? Let that happen because he is Balotelli 2.0. He's like Cassano, I guess, is like the more apt. Like, because he's that toxic. Like, good. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I read today that Ronaldo is tired of Manchester United oh my God. and wants to go to Roma to play for Mourinho. Stop. That's no, Stop. That, that, like, that's insane. That would be hilarious. No I would love to see true. that. Imagine him at like a sixth place team in Italy. Like, Although nice. if he brings him into Champions League, he's the GOAT. <laughs> yeah, but can he bring Regina to Serie A? That is the ultimate <laughs> test of a champion. That's where he should go. That's where he should go. Imagine he has like a long lost patch. Like, yeah, like the, the Regina club. I've always wanted to play there. <laughs> uh, like like Pep in Brescia. Like Pep always wants to go back to Brescia to coach. And I'm just like, what? Like, why oh, can't- speaking, sorry, speaking of superstar signings, Sebastian Jovinko making his return to Serie A. He's with Samp, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's on a is a 6 month loan or is it just a 6 month uh, It's just contract? a 6 month deal. Yeah. Uh it's amazing. He I saw that he wanted to go back to Toronto and was like I know I'd be the best player on the pitch so it'd be disappointing to not be the highest paid player on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they just brought in Insigne. That's what he's yeah, he's yeah. referring he's like saying like I'm better than Insigne, which yeah. uh we could debate. No. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Insigne is for Insigne is clearly a better player than Sebastian Javinko. Isn't Javinko like 37 or something like that? Nah, he's he's old. old. I think he's 36. He's Do you remember that U21 tournament with uh, with Italy? And he was like, oh my goodness, like it's the next coming of Del Piero. He's 35. Well, that's, oh. what, that's when Juve bought him, right? Because he He's originally- a Juve youth player. Oh, yeah. he, but I thought he was, was he alone at Padma then? I'm trying to think who else was on that yeah. U21 okay. team. But I remember... They made it. I think they made it to the final. Was it Mandragora was on it too? I remember. No, he Ma- was, I remember he was highly no, he's touted. Much too. Young. These guys are way Mandragora was like, <laughs> like this, ten years. I figure. I figure. I take a guess. Jesus, Marco. He was. He was playing on that team when he was eleven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ma- Mandragora. Um, I think was on this. I think he was the captain of this most recent U twenty one. No shot. He's World like twenty five. 
No, right, hold on, I'll check. I think you're allowed like one, like a few players at the age of like 23. I think that's the Olympics. Yeah, the, I think there's like a uh, a weird cutoff. Like if you're under 21 when the cycle starts, you can play. He's 24. Oh. Because Barella played too, and he wasn't 21. Yeah. Did you guys see, like, going back to Mourinho, what he said in the locker room to Roma after the Copa loss? I, I heard didn't it didn't was, he like tear no. them apart? He shredded them up. He said, yeah. he said basically like, you don't have balls, you can't play in the biggest matches, and that's the worst thing a man can be. It's really too much. <laughs> who did, did they say? Who they Mad said it man. to? Who he said it to? Probably the whole team. Just the team. Yeah. He, apparently, he just went on a like a tirade. By the way, speaking of Coppa Italia, we didn't even talk about that. What we have coming? We have uh, the Madonnina. Two rounds of it. Two rounds of the Madonnina. I don't even care who wins. I just want Theo dead. No, but we also you, you also <laughs> on the other side Same. we have Juve versus Fiore twice. Yeah, which is going to so be good. insane. At least in Florence. Oh, I'm so much more excited to watch Vlaovic go back. Oh yeah, Fiore. It's going to be amazing. They are going to hate him so much. Damn. These guys who like loved him and idolized him are going to most likely like racially abuse him if, if we're honest. Yeah, right? you, you, they and already just, did. Like, like the, yeah. the comments that they made. Jesus. That's, yeah. was... no, that's, that's how it goes in Italy, oh I guess. My God. Uh, they're terrible. Yeah. But it'll be it'll be fun to watch him score on them. Uh, you think he'll celebrate? The reaction. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. I hope so. They said they're going to kill him. Like I would celebrate. <laughs> I I bang the crest like Oh, be, I would be I would really go over the top if it was me and I scored. <laughs> Got to go up against Milenkovic and Nastas Nastasic. What? is that the other center back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Quatra. Quatra Maximov. No, my goodness. Milenkovic and Nastasic. <laughs> Gosh, Marco. Dude, I had a hard workout there. Every All week. Right. Every week. Use the names. <laughs> That's just talking about the pot. We, we should make a poll of what names we're going to get we're wrong. We're going to keep writing them down. Names and numbers. For I, think, I think there's Simone a lot. Pepe number nine, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate all of you. Why, why do I do this for you guys? I don't even know anymore. I really don't. Um... Let's talk about Fiore while we're kind of on yeah. The I was about topic. to say we kind of we kind of divulged a bit, but um, uh, not looking so good there right now. Um, got walked off the pitch by Lazio. You lose your prime time striker, but you bring in a just as good player. <laughs> Some would say better. <laughs> What's more important, being a good soccer player, or being a meme lord? I think the meme lord is more important. Probably. Yeah. yeah. In terms of celebration, who's more iconic? You know, not Vlaovic. I do like Vlaovic's celebration, though. The knee slide with, like, the... It's kind of like a, a, pres- a presenting thing. Yeah. Okay. okay, I didn't see the goal in real time. I'm sorry to, like, wander off on this, but someone was saying that you could tell how much Vlaovic loves Juve because in the first goal he celebrated, he did the three, like, most famous... He did the Del Piero Dybala. He did the Del Piero, yeah, and the Dybala. Makes me sick to myself. Did he do a third one? I don't know. Well, they were saying that the slide into the goal into the corner flag was Chiesa. I'm just like, everybody does that. That's just like thing. his boy, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he I, he did do, and Del Piero tweeted, he's like, like you learn quick or something like that. Oh, oh All right. So, makes me so back, quick so. comment, quick comment on Del Piero. <laughs> I appreciated his Euro coverage 
But my man cannot speak English well enough to be on national TV. He tried his best, first of all, and his his suit game was strong during that Euros, man. Okay. Tancredi or Del Piero? I need to know. <laughs> who who we take it? Who, who, who's who's, okay, okay, who's Tancredi for the people that don't know? Tancredi is like the famous, I think he's on Sky now, but he used to, I think he Sky, used to do ESPN as well. He's like the, he's, he's, speak about meme lords. Like no, Tancredi is like, follow, he's, he's listener. like a sports reporter. Like lives like pitch side action. And pitch yeah, side, yeah, exactly. He, and he has an incredible accent. And it's it's very hard. He, let's put it this way: for those that only speak English, you probably have a better chance of understanding him if he spoke Italian than if he tried to speak English because <laughs> his accent's so heavy. So I honestly, like, it's got to be Tancredi because, like, it's just he's so iconic. Like, if the Colbert Report had like a fake Italian, like a <laughs> like street reporter, it would be Tancredi. But. <laughs> I I 100% agree. So Tancredi for the win. I think we're all we're all on that. In that yeah, vote. with it. So sorry, you. Were I kind of like Bobo Vieri on the on the recent yeah. coverage. He's been great. He's hilarious, honestly, because like he's like with it, but sometimes you can tell he just doesn't give a shit about what's being said, and he's just like he's just like, okay. <laughs> you mean the most famous DJ in Italy, Bobo Vieri? Is that really uh, no, DJ? DJ. no, he's in Miami. He DJs in Miami. Well, no, but he used to, he used to DJ in Milan all the time. Yeah, but now it's all about no, now. The be, the no, DJ Paolino. Is Paolo, Paolo Di Celia. <laughs> That's a name that you haven't heard in years, any of you. Thankfully. Maybe ever to some of our listeners. <laughs> um, well, yeah, Bobo Vietti's English is good because he's, he's from from Australia. But, so. but, but Del, uh, Del Piero lives in LA, I think, like, yeah, he, he, he has a bunch of, I think he has a few, rest, he has like a restaurant chain that he opened up in yeah. LA primarily. Mm-hmm. It's like LA, I think actually in San Diego. What is it called? Like the Little Painter or something? I, I, I no, it's called it's like a, just Diecie. Yeah, something like that. <sighs> Spare me. Right. What, he has only Edo Sorama? All right, hold on. We got, stop, we're, we're tailing off. I hope so. where, where even are we on this? Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, we talked about right, Fiore. Fiorentina, Fiorentina. Yeah, we talked about Fiore with Dusan and his celebrations, and now we... Went to plead down a rabbit hole. We gotta give, we gotta come back. I reel this back. Fiore, you know, Mike was saying how they basically got blown off the pitch against Lazio. You know, I I feel like this is more of them just adjusting to life without Dusan. I think you're probably gonna see another game or two of these struggles, and I think they're gonna get back on track. I think with the Copa coming up, there's gonna give them more motivation to really play well, and that might kickstart. Depending, I don't even know when the Copa Italia games are. I don't know if they're coming up or not. I think it's the first week of March. So they're coming up soon. So I think those games with the motivation and now the extra, you know, shit with, with Dusan, it's going to invigorate them, hopefully, and get them on a good path, I think. I think it's great that they have Italiano. I think he's one of the few managers mm-hmm. that can navigate this really well because he plays a style that they're not player dependent. Yeah. You know, they, they have a, they're, they're a system, which I think is very rare. It's not like the equivalent of ISO ball in the NBA. Like they have a team that actually moves the ball to get goals. Mm-hmm. So I think that's encouraging. And the longer it goes, the better maybe Icone and uh, I believe Cabral is the other striker or attacking mm-hmm. player that they brought in. The more, the quicker they can adapt to Serie A, the better that Fiorentina will be. So, and then they're sold to Juve, but, but that, for now that they'll be okay. <laughs> um, I think, sorry, no, sorry. No, I was just going to say that, the goal, I think, for them was to finish in the top half of the table. I think they'll do that 
Handsomely. fairly yeah. easily. Handsomely. So regardless, I think uh, they'll be all right. Sorry, yeah, I, I mean, that's exactly what I was about to say. They finished 13th last year. And for stretches of this year, they were a real legit fifth place team. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the two positives, like they're going to finish in the top half, like on the, in the left-hand column, which is huge for them. And they have 80 million Euro to play with. So even if it's not this season, you got to look for them next season, I think, to really bounce back because it's not going to happen overnight. Like I mean, Piontek a lot, like, you have to when you're a Milan fan and they brought him in, but he's, he's going to be serviceable for the rest of the year. Um, I'm curious straight. Sorry. How many straight games did he score? It was a got to, you know, like 11 or something. I think it was like at least eight. If I remember, cause it, it was crazy. Cause like until the he derby. came over and it was like, wow, like this guy's on crazy form. And then it looked like we got like the second coming of Christ. Cause he just kept scoring <laughs> and then just stopped. That was the same but, window you brought in Paqueta. Yeah, it was that window like felt crazy. And then like, I don't know, it just died. Paqueta, like good for him. He found his form again. He's looking like a really, really, really talented good. player. He looks really good. It took uh Piontek a little bit longer, but um He's still in twenty six. I think he can yeah, I think if he finds some consistency at Fiorentina, like I don't think he's that guy who's gonna score every night like he was for Milan in that first stretch, but I think he could be like a fairly reliable guy to get some goals in a system, you know? Yeah, I, I, it's very hard for me to think of like 10 or 11 strikers that are better than Piontek right now. In Serie A. In Serie A. That's what I'm, oh, not in, in the world. world. I was like, in the world? Holland, yeah. Piontek. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes not in that order. Yeah. So yeah. uh, I, I think he feels like a mid-level Serie A striker. Yeah. And like for in terms of quick business, I think it's like pretty much as well as Fiore could have done. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to pose two questions for you guys about Fiore. One is at the end of the season, do you see anyone leaving Fiore? That's the first one. The second one is if they were to make a purchase, what position do you guys think would be the best position for them to buy for in this upcoming summer window with the 80 million that Mike mentioned from the Doosan sale? I mean, I, I can go first. Yeah. I sure. I don't think striker is necessarily what they need to go for right away. I think, you know, they have a lot of potential upside in Cabral. They have mm-hmm. Piontek who can steady the ship for right now. They also... They luckily got them in in the winter window, so they have six. They have what five months, four months to figure it out whether yeah. they're the pieces mm-hmm. to go forward with. Um, the wingers, they're fine. They brought in Econe. They have. They still have um, the guy from the Bundesliga. Who, uh, his, is it Gonzalez? Uh, Nico Gonzalez. Yeah. Nico Gonzalez. Um, Sotil's pretty good too. It, Sotil's pretty Sotil good. Like, good. Um, yeah. I, I think a bigger concern is I think they're losing Amrabat. I think Torreira. They have to redeem fully. I don't think Ar- I don't think they paid Arsenal yet no. for that. Um, Castrovilli has you talk about a fall from from the top. My goodness, uh, he is he is an absolute shell of himself at this moment. So you know who's got a good take on him is Amaliol. Like David Amaliol is like he's all flair and no substance. Yeah. Like he'll give you like a couple of step overs, but he can't do anything else. Yeah. David Amaliol is the Catch a Land podcast <laughs> moderator. For so those who I, don't know, I would say I would say midfield would probably be my if I were to spend the Kiesa and the. Uh, Vlaovic money, I would go. Oh, that's I would, right. I would 
probably buy I would probably go in for a center back, a right back, and midfield. Do they need a center back? I, I was gonna say my guy who I think like my the reason why I think they should go center back is because I think Milenkovic is expiring contract, right? I Milenkovic is wanted. I, I I would buy a center back because then you have so much more leverage with Milenkovic. If Milenkovic wants to extend his contract, it's gonna be on your it's gonna be on Rocco's terms. And if he wants to go, you have coverage already. So I think maybe oh, here we Komizo's go. the the person who's gonna leave. <laughs> he's so pissed that so I wouldn't be surprised if he dumps the club and leaves. I want him to sell Fiore, go uh, south. Here we go. And oh. resurrect Regina. There go back to the Come oh, home, Regina. Come home. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that those are good takes. I'm a big believer in midfields. They have like a pretty strong midfield at this point. Odria Thola is going back to Spain after this mm-hmm. season, right? Yeah. He is um, yeah. I guess you need coverage there. And that's like left back, right? Right, um, right back. Berlaghi's right the back, left sorry. back right now. Um, so you know, you could you could use some help there. I think that they need a goalie. Terraciano's not yeah, very they have, talented. They have, they have Dragowski. yeah. Yeah. Um, like and I mean like the sad reality is is that like they are not a team that's built to compete for top four in Italy right now. So anywhere they go out and spend money and bring in quality players is gonna help them. Good. They're a good yeah. team. Yeah. They're just not ready to cross that threshold yet. So I think depending on how Piontek turns out, I think they may Well and a- he's alone, I think, right? No, I thought it was so. actually a purchase. I, I, thought they, I thought they bought him for 15 mil. Yeah, I, I thought, thought that was, I thought I thought that was, was a fee. relatively low purchase. Yes. Well, Wikipedia says that he joined them on loan in Ooh. January. No, there's <laughs> one source we have to check. You have to check transfer market. That's the one that I that's the only thing I trust. So I'll check it right now. I'm um, seeing six month loan from Hertha. Okay. So in that case, because he's gone in the summer, I think I and I think Fiota had this player ready. I think you bring in Giovanni Simeone. I think with him, I don't trust that. I don't trust him enough, though. Why? Why do I feel he was already there? He was. He was there. But but here's what I'm saying, right? He was there before Italiano was there. I, don't know. I think with Italiano there to give him a system to work in, I think that'll come in. I think if you go the center mid route, one guy I like a lot that's from Sauce is not Fratesi. It's Maxi Lopez. But I like. I, I think. It, depending on the route you want to go, right? Like, if if you want to go forward, I think you go Simeone, which I think he's proven that he could be a good scorer in Serie A. And in a system like Italiano's, like you said, it's a system, not a player-driven thing. I think it helps him a lot as well. Yeah. Because he'll be getting he'll be getting better service than he does at Hellas right now. I just don't see Verona saying, you know... No, I, I'm obviously, I'm saying in a perfect world, if you could just pick up and sure. grab a guy, I think Simeone and Maxi Lopez would be the two guys that you get. Sure. Yeah. I like Looking at their roster, I really like a lot of the makeup of Fiorentina's team. Uh, they'd be fun to play with in FIFA. <laughs> I mean, the only... Well, I mean, you could also maybe say right winger. I think that I think they have wingers. Well, they have Calleon. Like, Why would you keep Calleon? Calleon, Icone, Sotillo, and Gonzalez. Yeah, but Sotillo rotates. He goes left, right, or up top. There you go. Yeah. So, But, you know. Yeah, but I mean, like... The old man winger seems to be something they do, right? They had a day before. <laughs> and then you've a good one Now they have Cajon. So. Oh, man. 
Yeah, we're flying to this pod. I like this. We're flying. <laughs> what do you mean flying? It's been an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, but we're, we're hitting our agenda. That's what we're doing. This is the point of the pod. Are we going to talk about, are we going to, you know, praise Steady Off for having the most competitive? Oh, hell yeah. Who wants to take this first? I'll, 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 I'll fuck it. I'll give it. I'll give it to Rock. <laughs> Rocco, you're getting it. You're getting it first. Steady uh, tightest race in top four. How great is it? It's probably because the teams are all bad. It's a farmer's league. <laughs> uh, there aren't any good players to lift the teams above the other ones, so that's why it's a tight race. You mean DV seven is <laughs> not enough? What DV seven is not enough? He's not that. He's not that type of guy. He's like I only mid-season. know him as the package of Devlamo at this point. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, I think that um, like you could see. Over the last couple of years, I think the last Scudetto that Juve won, like you could see that they were coming back down. And then like last year was not that competitive. You know, ultimately Inter kind of ran away with things. But I think like you saw like the, the bigger teams kind of reloading with some young talent. And I think that that's really helped because like the traditional teams like Juve, Inter, and Milan have all been... At, you know, competitive now. You've obviously started off poorly. Now they're making this historic run to the Scudetto, um, <laughs> but it is <laughs> it is good to uh, to see it really tight at the top. I'd rather see like I don't know. I think that the level's really good for the top teams, but I'd rather even see it. You know, I'd rather not have like one team like Barcelona, and then you know, not now Barcelona, but like a few years yeah. ago. Like one really good team, and then the rest just trying or to like, or like Man City, have like more parity. Like yeah, like Man City right now. The best is I follow. Oh, that's a good. That's a perfect example. Yeah, I follow. I follow Premier League Twitter, and one of them was saying he was doing all the league demographics, and the meme. The guy sees the EPL table and looks to his friend. He goes, "Are we the Farmers League? <laughs> like, what's going on?" Because <laughs> you have Man City who's just blowing teams out of the fucking water. It's uh, so Marco and I were talking about this. Um, Let's let's say that this is a, a conversation. All due with re, all due respect to Sir Alex Ferguson, who would you rather have? Who do you think is the greater coach? Oh, sorry, in your pantheon of coaches, <laughs> who is at the top? I I, I was gonna give you a, a would you like between Guardiola and and Sir Alex Ferguson, but I named somebody who I think is better than both of those, so. I'm not going to I'm going to leave it, I'm going to leave it open. I'm going to leave it open to you guys. <laughs> Who would you put in your in your top? He's actually been mentioned Gaetano, on the, He's been mentioned on this pod before. Yeah. Gaetano got to be like 2010 Jose Mourinho <laughs> uh, actually, 2021 Antonio Conte. Actually, I said Stramaccioni, but that's besides the point. No, Stramaccioni. Um it's tough to argue against Pep. Like I know that he hasn't taken a lot of the champions leagues that a lot of people feel that he should. But I think like you're looking at a coach domestically, who's super, super dominant. And I think more so than that has changed the way soccer has played. Like even like when, when we were younger, the game was played very differently than it is now. Top teams all kind of emulate pep to some degree. Maybe there's a little bit of distinction in some teams that press really hard, like, like, you know, like clock type teams Can't wait for that and that's impressive in its own way. And I'm not just saying pep because you brought him up, but like, I, I feel pretty strongly about this. I think like maybe it's a bit of nostalgia for me, but I think back to those Tiki Taka Barca teams and yeah. Yeah. To me, like, that's the pinnacle, pinnacle, pinnacle of soccer. I agree. 
Yeah. I, Rocco, how do you feel about this? And then I'm going to give you the name that I, that I, I mean, threw out. How many consecutive Scudetti did Max Allegri win? Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> no, I think, look, <laughs> uh, it's an easy answer to say to say Pep, uh, but just the the amount of time that he's been, like, at the top for, like, you know, Klopp, I think I was, like, a doubter and then a believer, and now somewhere in between. Or a gretter. Because <laughs> yeah. wasn't he linked to the Juve job at one point? Uh, like I think briefly, but I don't know if it ever had any like actual traction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Pep I think has, you know, been able to to go to different places and really like adapt those teams to his play. And like, yeah, obviously he comes with like a cachet, and it's like teams are going to go out and spend a ton of money to get mm-hmm. Pep. You know, the players he needs, even if it's like one or two guys, like you saw with like when he went to Bayern, like they got. Tiago and that kind of unlocked a lot of what he needed and then like Manchester City despite them I always think it's incredible that they never have like massive massive transfers like their highest transfer is not something crazy like it's not like some 80 90 million euro transfer but they make such good moves and bring in such good players for Pep mm-hmm. um yeah but no I, I do give him a lot of credit for like like Mike was saying like sort of shaping the way teams try to play now um and just being like the premier guy, like I think like any team, yeah. if he was on the market, I think like all the top teams would go for him. I'd love to see him coach in Italy because I think it'd be so interesting to go against like the traditional defensive Italian soccer um, and see how he could do there. What and te- also, what team I, would would love, I would love to see him on the touchline next to Gasparini because you know, oh. you know, he would lose his cool. Who wouldn't? Also yeah, Mourinho. I think everyone would. Also Mourinho too, because him and Mourinho, well, he's used to Mourinho, but he's not used to Gasparini. If I think like to Italy, I think that Milan's the fit. Something about Milan makes a lot of sense. Is it weird? Is it weird that I was thinking that? I agree. I think we all thought it. It's a big historic team. I think that matters a lot to him. And he can Uh, wear those dope ass suits with uh, the cool like Milan crest. Fly looking guy. Yeah. God, you should tell him who you said. I said Trapattoni. Because I I think think the World Cup on I think the World Cup on a resume. I mean, Trump's a lot. Yeah. I mean, you could also make the case for uh, Lippi, Lippi as well, but I think Trapattoni, but just like he did, it, he literally won every competition. No, I got, I got the answer. This is the answer. So, you guys ready for this? You guys ready? I, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm kind of in Rocco's boat where I think of like the most, like when I think of like the most beautiful soccer team I ever, like I, I ever watched were those Glory Day Barcelona teams, right? Like, like it, they were, they were, they would. Go to a Champions League final and just walk you off the pitch. And then, right. I mean, they had like incredible players to the point that, like, will a team assemble that much talent again? Yeah. Like, have Xavi and Iniesta in the same, you know, midfield. But it's making insane it all work. It was crazy. all homegrown. That's, yeah, and they were that's the craziest part. From the, like Bar Messi, all from the same region in Spain. Mm-hmm. I- incredible. No, not Dani Alves. I, I, I still think, I still think that. That Spain team, which was largely con- like Barca, made up of Barca and, and Real Madrid, a couple Real Madrid players sprinkled in, like was the best national team. Like, yeah, Italy was sure they went on that unbeaten run for so, however it was still long. Spain won two Euros and, and, a, World and a World Cup in that time span. And to Back, me, yeah. they are by far they are the best national team I've ever witnessed. Yeah, I, I remember watching. 
those Euros against the Euro final against Italy. Mm-hmm. Jordi Alba just cutting through oh. the Italian defense and scoring. Just like that is ingrained in my mind forever. That was the you know what's that ingrained the... in my mind. Chiellini picking up Jordi Alba. <laughs> got the revenge. That was that was the Prandelli Italy, right? No, Italia. That was they. He came up with this formation called the Christmas tree formation. I remember they had it broken was it, down. Was it four three two one? Four three two one. Yeah. Um, I'll tell it in the line. Good, good times. Good times. Yeah. So let's let's get to our. Uh, do we do we have, we have any, to do our game picks? The recap you're saying? Yeah. Well, we did the recaps already. Now we have to do the game picks. No. Oh, these upcoming game picks. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow, we're already at the end of the pod. So Champions League, Mike, Milan. They're gonna go through. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you, you, you're horrible. You're just a no. Hor- I mean, you're I, we're gonna get it so much worse. Like Klopp, was, Klopp gave us like high praise. Like injured by far is the best team in Italy. Blah blah blah. blah. Like yeah, he's saying that before you literally. Oh, you hear? He's us. getting the Juve job next year, so that way he's sprinking that on you now, so you lose. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna. He's gonna, they're gonna walk. Dude, over. I saw on Bleacher Report they ranked like the remaining teams left in the Champions League. I think like Juve was ninth and Inter was eighth. And I don't know if it was rating it based on like chances to win. I guess not because I was like, when I read it, I was like, Juve have a pretty easy road here. But yeah, I mean, Inter's. Well, they do, they do one more pop for the quarterfinals, right? Like it's randomized or something like that. I think it's unseated. Yeah. After that, I think Inzaghi even kind of acknowledged like, oh, like that's why you play the game. Like whenever you hear that, like, (laughs) <laughs> saying it's like said you don't play on paper yeah like exactly it's like yeah we're predicted to get absolutely thrashed but you know <laughs> we're gonna go out there we got the ball to us across the goal line you know at least but look ready. i mean Mil- milan almost won against liverpool sort of like <laughs> they played them really well for a half or so so if they can play them really well for a half inter can do it no it, it, this is the knockout stages and i think liverpool is just like i don't th- Personally, I don't think Liverpool really took Milan seriously. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't think that's a knock to Milan. I just think Liverpool took... Like, I think it was the first game of the Champions League, right? That was the first one. It was Milan. Yeah, we opened up there. And it was like 2-0 inside of like 25 minutes. And then Milan came roaring back and then blew it. <laughs> <laughs> did, they go, did they go up, Mike? Or did Milan just like yeah. drop? I think they were up three two at one. No, they're up two one at one point. It was one nothing, and then Milan went up two one, and then Liverpool scored two, and then they ended three two because Liverpool went undefeated in the group. Yeah, and and they were in the group of death. But then they played they played Milan at the end, right? With their C team. Yeah, it was the last game of the season. So and Atletico did their job. They, you've never heard of. Yes. Yeah, yeah Atletico did them the favor of versus Daniele Maldini. <laughs> so I I I think I predicted what. We're playing at the San Siro, and I think I think it'll be a three-one win for Liverpool. I don't think it's even. Yeah, I have I have two nothing. I don't think it'll be very competitive. I think you know we'll 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 put pressure on them for twenty-five minutes and then just get thrashed the rest of the the rest of the way. Watch them pull like a five-one upset. No way. Magic night of the San Siro. I'm gonna say one-one draw. Ooh, <laughs> that's how you know there's such a discrepancy between the the talent levels. Like magic yeah. night of the San Siro draw. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, like yeah. Okay, they're gonna go in with a fighting shot in the second leg. Well, Messino yeah. with the header because he has to start now, and also he's going, he has to score a clutch goal. It says that I think that's like a part of his contract where it's like if you score over under five clutch goals in a season, you get like a hundred k bonus. You yeah. <laughs> um, going through? I think it's pretty much safe to say. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like 
Who do they have? Hopefully they can keep right uh, Sevilla. Sevilla is a tough out. I think they're like fourth For in the league. For some reason, I thought it was right Lille. Now. I don't know why. But it's, no, it's, hold on. I just remember that Lille matchup fondly. Or was it Leon? Leon. Leon. It was Leon. It's terrible. Porto. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. It's Villarreal. It seems. Oh, okay. That's, that, the, it's still hard. That's the, the team that beat Atalanta. Villarreal. Villarreal. So. Good luck. The yellow submarine coming to you. Yeah, and Villarreal were up, I think, TV like two, two nothing at one point <laughs> out on Talanta. Yeah. And they have a good defense. They have good defense. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's <laughs> Juve versus Unai Emery. How did we not know? How, the chicken comes home to roost. <laughs> Marco, who are you going to cheer for? Unai. Yes. <laughs> is that even a serious question? <laughs> Is Kundagbia on that team or is he yes. somewhere else in Spain? No, he's out in Valencia, I think. No, okay. he's at, uh, is I, he at Atletico? I don't know where Kundagbia is. Hold on. But have, he turned into a player. You got Pal Torres. You got, you got some Kundogbia players in Villarreal. on Atletico. Okay. Nailed it. Wow. But no, you have Parejo. Yeah, who's the center man on Villarreal? Listen, this, the, this, the Villarreal's wingbacks are really good. Hold on, hold really on, good. Rocco. Oh, Dani Perejo's on Valencia. No, he got transferred to Sevilla. That Rocco, was one of Luna's ha- first signings. Rocco, haven't you learned about your optimism in the first round of the Champions League when you get a good draw? You uh, are so bad in your Champions League <laughs> with these draws, dude. I'm just trying this time. Uh, I'm hoping that Vlaovic can just, sorry, Di Vlamo can just carry them through here. Um... Yeah. No, I mean, would, if you told me Juve gets eliminated by Villarreal, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. That makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, you um, could you could have Arsenal's luck in the knockout stages where you every knockout stage that have is a fan. You had either Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, or Barca. Then the one year we had Monaco, we lost. So, okay. I think that Unai Emery will be saying wow. that games aren't played on paper. Oh. So... <laughs> We'll see. We sound so depressed. We really, we really, we need help. I thought you were gonna say. I, I thought I thought you were gonna be like, oh, Unai Emery's gonna be like, wow, I, I could learn a lot from Allegri. <laughs> that's, I that, mean, that goes without saying for everyone who who gets to play against him. Oh my god! Um, Just right. real quick as an aside, speaking of Juve coaches, it looks like my guy Pirlo is gonna take the. Uh, Salernitana. No, I thought he said he wasn't. I thought I thought he said no. Oh, really? That he said what no. he was linked, yeah. but he, he doesn't want it because he, they're bound for relegation. Why would he do that? I mean, I, I feel if like he, he legitimately only wants top teams, I think. Well, wasn't he like the second option for Barcelona or something? Yep, he legitimately was. It was like, if Xavi can't come, then we want Pirlo. Yeah, but they also didn't want Pirlo so bad that they paid a transfer fee for Xavi to come from the Arabian League. Arabian League? I'm so confident that we could more effectively manage Barcelona than the group of clowns that they have running that team you, right now. You say that, but they somehow swindled the transfer window where they got Ferran Torres, Adam Traore, uh, Danny Alves back out of some place in Brazil. It's like 50, though. It's such a baller move from Ferran to be like, I don't care about this. I want to go home. <laughs> like, that is so dope. Yeah. Is he from Barcelona? Oh, Good no, question. But... I assume he's from... Uh, I have no idea where he was born in Foyos. That's in Valencia. Valencia. So he's from the he's from Catalan, uh, like the region. Okay. So all right. Well, all right. Still dope as hell. This is a city pod. That's real bad. Valencia. 
Yeah, but like, you know, it's still dope to be like, fuck Man <laughs> City, I don't care about this. I'm going to... That is, that like, is, that is a big It's all about move. the weather. That's Remember bit, Tevez yeah. had that issue as well? Where like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like he, he didn't want to... He was leaving Manchester United, but he wanted to go back home and then therefore he went to Juve. Question. Didn't Jekko also, like, after he moved, someone was like, uh, do you miss Manchester? And he said something like, do I miss rain, rainy England with no good food, or do I like beautiful Rome? <laughs> he knows what's up. But all right, picks time. No big games in Italy this week. What are you kidding me? The no derby, gigantic ones. Well, de la there's Mole? the uh, Derby della Mole. Yeah, and well, I mean, well yeah. So okay, that well, I mean, yeah, Fiore Atalanta. That's, That's a, nice a good one. one. Yeah. So okay, I'll, I'll put I'll put the four out there. We have the. The, the derby. I'm gonna put. I think Verona Roma is a good one too. I was gonna put that one too. Verona, Verona Roma, Fiora Atalanta, and Inter versus Samp. Those are the four. Sas. Inter versus Sassuolo. Wow, I, I said that wrong. Jesus, I'm tired. Sas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sas is on bad form. I'm going Inter three nil. Oof. Wow. Rocco, that's a lot of confidence. Uh. I'll say 2-1 Inter. Berardi scores. I'm going to go 2-1 Saz. one nothing Saz. <laughs> Listen, no, 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 hold on. I don't have a calculated approach to hold this. Hold on, no. Okay, Sassuolo is always a bugaboo team for, for Inter. If Consigli is playing, we're not scoring. That's just the way it works. He's a beast. He's he, When it comes to playing Inter, and I think the same for Milan, when Consigli is in net, it's like the old bastard who was playing for them against Juve the other day that was blocked. <laughs> is it, is it, that was amazing. Is it Sabatino? Uh, no, I don't know who it was, actually. I know it's not Sorrentino, the guy from Palermo. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I, don't know, I don't know who it is, but if Consigli is playing, then like, I know we're not going to score, and you bet Berardi's going to score. And with my luck, Skamaka is going to score too, just to really put and it. And Fratezzi, you know, you just, know, all three. Yeah, throw just, him in there. I don't know. I I'm going to go one nothing, and I think Inter's going to be one either looking ahead, thinking that you know we got past our hard part of the schedule, so now we can start take it easy, and two they're going to be tired from Liverpool. So I think uh, mm-hmm. it was sorry, Gianluca Pegolo. Pegolo, didn't he? He's yeah. forty. <laughs> Again. We are not going to well, score. Yeah, well, Concede played in the Copa, so Concede we are, we are not safe to score. say he's back. Guaranteed we're not going to score. Um, what's the next game? The next game is the the Turin Derby. Juve at home against Torino. <laughs> Rocco, you want to take this one first? Uh, 2-0 Juve. I like 2-0 as well. I was going to say that. Sure. I'm going to go... I'm going to I'm going to go... I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna go two one Juve. I'm gonna go one one. Ooh! I think Jodic. Okay. I, I it's gonna be flying. It, it's gonna be a snooze He's a fest. Very though. good coach. They are they they are flying right now. This game this game has like zero zero. I think snooze fest. I think yeah, it does. Bremer Bremer. I think will neutralize neutralize Vlaovic. Um, Mandragora is going to put Dybala in his pocket. And Belotti's going to... I think Belotti's playing. Is he not playing? I think he's still hurt for the rest of the year. Jesus. Um, he's waiting to go to Milan. I was about to say, I hope sure. he scores to show Milan that he's worth the money. <laughs> um, 
Uh, oh, the next God, one? Yeah, so then the next one is Verona and Roma. Uh, Mike, this has got dull match written all yeah, over Mike, it. Mike, you take it first. This is in Rome. In Rome. I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. I don't think Roma wins this. I think it's a bad, bad streak of form here. Mm-hmm. Delano, you go. I picked one nothing when we did our little mm-hmm. thing before. But the way that what now I'm remembering the way they lost that last game, I can see Mourinho really just like firing these guys up. Yeah. Give me two nothing. Roma. Rome. Okay. Roma. Rocco. Huh. Uh, oof. I keep saying how good Tammy is. <laughs> so I feel like I have to. I can't like go with a goalless draw here. Uh, what'd you say, Mike? One one. Yeah. I don't want to say the same thing as Mike, so I'll say 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go 3-1 Roma. Oh, wow. Not a lot of love for Verona here. I think that they were kind of the fairy tale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think they overperformed because Mike Mike did have him at relegation. They overperformed that, then we kind of fell in love with them. At, against you are the beast. Yeah, but I I, I think I think Galano's point of Roma being fired up, I think that definitely helps them. Um, or just really sad. And I think it could go one of two ways and, right and, now. And I think, really and I think Hellas is, I think against Juve, they looked obviously it's against Juve, you're going to be outmatched, but they look like severely outmatched. Like their defending was poor. I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. So I think Roma are going to come in and pretty easily win this game. Vagnolo's the type though that will score three own goals and be like, who has balls now? <laughs> <laughs> He needs to join up with Maldini, I think. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> All right. Last game that we're going to do predictions for. Uh, Fiore at home against Atalanta. Uh, Gaidano, you go first. I'm going to say Atalanta get the ball moving, and they, the, the the streak is on. 3-1 Atalanta. Uh, I was wow. going to say 3-1 also. Okay. I'm with that. Yeah. Mike? I feel like I have a bad habit of picking Fiore every time they come up blindly. This one, I feel like I'm going to go Atalanta 2-0. Okay. See, I'm the big Fiorentina stand here on this pod. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and at home. They're going to start making up ground if they want to make champions. I know, I know. but <laughs> I did not say they were champions. So, wait, are we doing this? Are we? Have we kept track of our picks? I haven't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post the table on the Twitter account. Okay. I'm, I'm going to start it from the last time we did, like, the... Post it on the on the Twitter account because we want to keep track. And I think as a punishment, what we need to do is... The, the, the pot has to vote on a jersey the loser has to buy. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. I like that. Yeah. And obviously, the person that lost is paying for it. We're not fucking paying for it. Um, <laughs> fuck. I'm going to go buy one of those, like, FUBU street vendors. I'm not spending on the real Inter jersey. Mike. Morocco flew to Calabria. Mike, you better hope. buy an Inter jersey. Mike, you better hope you don't lose. You're gonna, otherwise, you're buying a, a Hakan Inter jersey. I, hope I know, I know, it's gonna be Hakan <laughs> for me. I don't know, I don't know how. Don't worry, it'll oh. be Teo for you now. No, no, <laughs> that's a rough one. I'm gonna go for the Fiorentina. I don't think I'm having my pick yet. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one Atalanta. I'm, I'm gonna make it a close one. 
<laughs> but now we control it's an original <laughs> pick by Marco. Get, Rocco, if it's you, you have to buy a Spurs Benton Core jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than cool. I was about to say, no, we'll make it cool. Why are you making a Benton Core? Oh, man. Honestly, I. What would be worse than a Spurs Kulusevski is a Juve Kulusevski. You to walk around with that. Because no, just wait for Dybala to sign somewhere else and then make Stop. him buy him. Oh, Stop. my goodness. Yes. Stop. Yeah, we, we never said Stop. we have to do it just before the next season. So it could be whenever. Uh, there's so many good ones to troll with, Mike. I don't know why. Like, and then, you can go with the PSG Donnarumma one. You can like. There's so many good ones. You could go with the eventual Kessie Juve one. Well, I told you what happened with my Italian jersey thing, right? Have I told you this story yet? Like quick side note. They sent you two, right? They sent me two, but <laughs> I made a bet with my friends. I made a bet with my friends from from work. I was like, hey, you know, in, I was like, Insigne will never, as so long as Insigne is on the Italian national team, they will never win a major trophy. This is before the Euro. And I said, I said, I firmly believe that so much so during the Euro that like I'll buy an Insigne jersey if if they if they win. Sure enough, in, they they win. And I'm like, oh, okay, I want an Insigne. I have to get this Insigne jersey for the bet, but I want to get a second one without a name on the back because, like, that's the one that I really want. And, of course, the FIGC messes it up, as they always do. And I get two Insigne jerseys sent to my house, and now what am I going to do with them? Now I have two. Like, of course, I'm stuck with them. So It's just a sign. I think Marco's going to. I think we should, go. Marco, we should get Marco to get an Insigne jersey. Oh no! Stop it! No, the worst thing is if you give me a Spurs jersey, I'll fucking burn that shit. Um, yeah, Marco, the Spurs cool. <laughs> no, give me a Spurs Conte jersey. Just like personalize and make a Conte. Um, Let's get him a Zakanyi jersey, but spelled the way he pronounces it. <laughs> Just Maximovic, one of every. Team. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are so funny. Simone Pepe, number nine. You got you guys are so funny. You guys are so funny. Um, Everybody think, else would look at them and be like, "What is wrong with this yeah. guy?" We'd be in the back giggling. I, th- I think that's it. That's it, right? For the league, I do. Oh, I do want to add. Doing. I want to do the one fun question that we have. So I was thinking about it the other day because when last time we did the pod, Mike apparently has a birthday with Ronaldo and Neymar and just every good soccer player ever. So it got me thinking, and I figured. Nothing better than to say what soccer players does everyone on the pod share a birthday with. And if you guys haven't researched it yet, I'll share mine. I have some highlights and some I wish never existed. So I have Serge Nabry on <laughs> oh, Bayern. Wow. What happened? Has he even been playing? I don't know. It was not the Dirk Classic I don't care about. <laughs> it. Um, Handanovic. Nice. I have Samir. Nice. Interlegend. I have Nilmar. I don't know who that is. Nilmar. Nilmar. Oh, that's a name I haven't heard in years. Yeah. Who else do I have? I have one more, and I'm not really proud of this. This one, this guy's a criminal, literally. Adam Johnson. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Talk about a five aside. Me and those guys. Wow. <laughs> Me, Adam Johnson, Serge Nabry, Handanovic, and Nilmar. So those are you could do like five to six, it doesn't matter, but those are my five. Uh I have known like the one that I knew was Filippo Inzaghi for my birthday. Oh nice. Hey yo. Um X looking U- through the X U Yeah. Uh looking at the Wikipedia, 
I also share with famous names like Roy Hodgson. <laughs> wow. Fabled Inter uh, manager who sold Roberto Carlos. Felipe Luis, wow. William, Stefano Okaka. I hey, like Stefano Okaka. Yeah, you're, you're just with all the Chelsea players. Jesus. Uh, those are the, the ones of note that I'd like to mention. So, yeah, I have one last one. Roma, Roma, Roma great. Under, oh, the winger, Chingiz Under. Yeah, I, I, was, I didn't say the first name because I knew I was going to mispronounce it. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you said it. So I have. Uh, oh, you want to go, Mike? Yeah, let Mike go first. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. No, Mike has the stars, so I'll, I'll go. I'll go first. Oh yeah, he's got the easy ones. So I got Luis Suarez. Oh wow, Patrick Schick. Oh god, Schick. Schick. Uh, I also had my personal favorite. Ricardo Orsolini. Ooh, nice. Uh, is he ever going to get a big team move? I want him to. He's moving to, I think he's going to Shakhtar. Wasn't that the whole thing? To go play with... Um, uh, 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 Dizzy. 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 I think that is it. I think, yeah, Luis Suarez is definitely the most famous yeah. out of all of them. Mine is so Patrick Schick, did he win the golden boot for the Euro? Or best goal? Yeah, he, he won the best goal. Or co- he won something. Co-golden boot. Uh, I always remember score. Patrick Schick, like Juve was posting pictures of him at the training center doing his physical and before they called off the move. Yeah, do you remember why they called it off though? Because he had that like heart, a heart issue. Heart yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got some big ones. All right, Mike, start. This, this right. is your roll call. This is your honorable this, roll call. Let's hear it. Ronaldo, Neymar, Tevez are the big three. Wow. wow. But then you've got some good ones. The now 27-year-old Adnan Yanezai. Wow. Yenizai wow. uh, Yen- was, like, was like the fabled youth product from Milan, right? He was. Yeah. Because he, he came out and scored, and everyone was like, hey, he's the best in the world. Uh, then we've got exactly the rat right. tail, Rodrigo Palacio. No way. Inter legend. Legend. Another Inter boy here, Stevan de Vrij. Wow. I did not know that. Why are all these soccer players born on your birthday? <laughs> This one's for Rocky, NYCFC legend Patrick Mullins. Oh, Patrick God. Mullins? Yeah. Wow. I think he didn't he come back and burn us on, he when did, he was on yeah, DC? Like a, DC, yeah. Wow. Patrick Ugh. Mullins. All right, boys. Yep. No, it, Great. It's, it's our that first ever uh, Zoom. Zoom. Zoom pod. It took me about like an hour to figure it out, but I got it. We're here. We got it. But, you know. Would have been nice, uh, you know, when we couldn't, you know, pod. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> By the way, just just a heads up. We are less. We are about a month away from Doomsday where Italy plays Macedonia. So just want to just wanna keep that up. Put it on the <laughs> calendar. Uh, <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. Let's leave on that really. Start, start, start praying to Padre Pio right now. Yeah, Padre Pio. Well. <laughs> but you know Mike Rocco Galano thank you for joining first zoom pod in the books we're gonna schedule our pods from now on to be released by Tuesday night so those who are following the pod on Spotify and have a podcast thank you for the support they're gonna be more frequent with our episodes also again to reiterate the Twitter account is at calcio underscore nostro that's at Calcho underscore Nostro. We're going to work on an Instagram account with some edits. Until then, ciao, everybody.